All right, I forget what Music Unraveled episode this is going to be, but we're doing another album review. Five or six. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's not, I haven't done a whole ton, but, um, man, I just recently went to those Widespread Panic shows in Nashville. Tell and me about P- them. I want to hear all about it. They were great, dude. I want to yep. do a whole podcast. I'm trying to get Cora and Colby uh, to do one yeah. where we build Legos and talk about Panic. Oh, um, that's a good combo. But Real good they combo. were amazing, dude. They, they were. Like, the well, one show was all acoustic. Yeah. So it was that's just, some of the best stuff, though. It really was, man. Well, I was w- on my way back from that first show from Nashville when I was messaging you about the Tool album. So yeah, know. I was wondering what you were what you were doing. Yeah, losing it to the new Tool album. God, I mean, y'all you know, was out on a boat and stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We went out um, in like Pensacola Bay. It wasn't like actually the Gulf, but um, it was it was um, it was nice. Justin Lunn lives out there now he he's um from from Clarksville originally a long time ago like he moved when we were oh I don't know like seniors in high school or something when I was a senior I haven't been to Pensacola man 20 something years yeah how's the water this time of year well, this year, I should you know, say. It's different I, every year. I, I, it was nice. I, wa- I walked out on a sandbar, and it was nice. Uh, I couldn't... Uh, I, no complaints. I, You know, I'm like... I'm kind of like... I have a weird phobia about a lot of like, tra- like travel-related shit. Mm-hmm. I just like become self-aware of... Forever. Elaborate, though. Well, like... Uh, so, like, I don't like... I'm like, why would I get in the water? <laughs> All right, now is this a germ thing or is this a no, riptide rip or? Well, okay, I mean, you or? know, there are. I mean, okay, there all of those things could happen. Fungus, um, you know, like sharks, sharks, yeah. scuba diving accidents. Yeah, um, dude, I've seen some crazy fish and snakes that are not even. Um, they're not even like in the category of a shark, but I still wouldn't want to be around them in the water. Yeah, you know, saw a grouper, drowning. Saw a grouper eat a eat a shark once. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Gr- so, drowning. It happens. Crazy, crazy fish teeth. You know, of any kind. Those gar around here look like alligators. That. Yeah, um, I'm ter- I'm terrified of alligators. Uh, I went to the hospital for a cancer check once. You know, we've all everyone goes through it at some point, and. Uh, I was getting checked. Uh, I had a cancer scare, and I told this guy that was that was getting checked. He said, I, "I said, man, I hate this." It turned out okay, by the way. But uh, I told the guy, "I said, I hate this so much, man. I'd rather swim with alligators." He got right in my face. Then he was a male nurse. He said, "You ever swim with alligators?" I said, "No." He said, "Lake Placid style, dude." And he goes, "Believe me, you'd rather do this." <laughs> Do you remember on that Lake Placid, like the Oliver Platt's character, the dragon's eyes? Yeah, dude, the dragon's eyes. There's more honesty in those dragon's eyes. That, his, that was such a funny character. That, <laughs> that was a good movie. Cut the shit. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, it, dude, it was like when it came out, and I mean, dude, that crazy golf course alligator, yeah. wherever it's at, isn't that in Florida? Yeah. So, and that plus Disney alligators eating children. Now. We, you know, there's alligators and there's crocodiles. Crocodiles, you know, you bring an alligator on a, on a talk show, you got an alligator on a talk show, it's not going to do anything. Oh, look at this, it's an alligator. Bring a crocodile, everyone in the audience is in danger. That's the difference. Uh, the most prolific serial killer on the planet to this day isn't human. It's Gustav the crocodile. He's killed more human beings 
than where, where, one where at like in the Amazon or Africa? Oh no, Africa. Where? There's Africa. an African crocodile. Are there are there Amazonian crocodiles? Oh, uh, I, mean, I mean, you one would assume, right? One would assume. Let me show you Gustav. This is real. I'm gonna, thing. Th- I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw up the album. Do you? Do we want to start listening to it right now? Yeah, man. I got lots to say about that too. Well, not as much as I should. Well, well the first one is the title track, which I'm sure Fear that we've killing. listened to the most. But it's still, it's still, it's like it just comes back around to this one. You know, I'm John Warren, by the way. Yeah, multi-time uh, guest. I think it's your yeah, fourth I've, time on. Fifth, sixth time. Yeah. You be, you multi, m- repeat offender. That's what yeah. I say about like m- my students. I've had multiple times. Singer of the rock group Effectus, lover of Tool, and worshiper of Maynard. It sounds like he's doing it with a bow, dude. Yeah. There's an, that is an effect that's on my Casio keyboard. That little clap. Yeah. That I got back in like '91. Just saying. That. T- why did they use that effect? Did you ever heard any uh, there anything was about uh, Roger Waters? He like made all of his own effects for Pink Floyd, really? and like uh, very interesting. I love that drum sound, that that tribal, um, those thin heads. Because if I'm not mistaken, the I don't know what they're called. I, I've I've looked it up several times, but oh, the, they don't uh, have like auxiliary a, percussion. A can. Yeah, they don't have a can on them. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a thin little head. His whole kit is. Wondrous, dude. Danny Carey is. I wish we I had uh, the actual album here so we could talk about the artwork and go through the. I should have arranged. Yeah, I'm that. one of the. I'm a. I just got the digital, and here I am calling myself a fan. Did you see? I, I think it was Maynard's kid, but did you see that video? Of the kid opening Fear Inoculum. <laughs> yeah. That's Gustav, oh, man. So. Uh, in the Nile Delta in Egypt, like so many crocodiles. Plus, they mummified crocodiles in ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. They deified them. It was one of their. Uh, it was something to do with the river, you know. Also, a hippopotamus ate a pharaoh. The first pharaoh, Menes. They can't hear this, can they? They can't. No. Okay. So Maynard just started singing on Fear Inoculum with his fucking angelic voice. You want to turn it down just a little bit? Just so I can hear you a little bit better. There we go. I was like, do I need to turn down the headphone amp? What I'm wanting to do on the new space is get... um, Get more people. Like, I want to make the studio like a collective thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to set up a studio, and I'm going to want. I want people to to do a podcast out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. Whether it's like, uh, if they want to like sublet it and do their own podcast at certain times, as long as it's interfere with what I'm doing or what the gym's doing. But this had the new spot has two entrances. One on the right, and like it's like I'm just going to corner everything in this one little spot and put these French doors. So. Is that who is who is singing that right there? I thought it was Maynard. You know, is he just doing a vocal effect? Because when I first heard this, I listened to this lower. one morning. He just singing a different like octave. Yeah, it's just lower octave. Yeah, but you see, this whole album is a 
shamanic trance. Now, I don't mean like trance, like boots and cats and boots and cats, house trance music. I mean like literally it's a trance album. They said they wanted to make it all one track. Did you That's hear what it that? sounds like? I mean, some of the songs you could separate into three songs, though. I know, I know, uh, yes. It's confusing, it, almost. It, it, yeah, like, uh, almost like, it's almost like a play. You know, like you have, like, in, in, in maybe the drum components and the transitional yeah. tracks are, like, intermissions, and um, the, it, it's interesting how it's all woven together. I wish that I had a year to sit here and, and figure this out and come back and say, you know, I have figured it out. It's a rock opera. And here's the story, but that's going to take far too long for me to figure that out because I'm not that intelligent. Okay, so look at this screen here. Have you picked up on like all the artwork and oh, stuff? Yeah. Like with all that being eyeballs, but it also looks like teeth. Have yeah. you see? But my, it, it looks like cable too. Go ahead. What what's your interpretation? Oh no, I see, I didn't even have an interpretation at first. I just thought I'm like, oh, it's just more tool art, right? Yeah. Until my me too. Until my high functioning autistic son looked at it and it it's scared free, the hell out oh, of him. Oh yeah. He looked at it and he was just like, "Oh my god." And he stared at it for like like 12, 13 minutes, you know, and he's just like, "Dad, I don't want to look at this ever again." It looks dude, it there's a it looks like a face right there in the middle. It looks like two horns. It looks like alien heads to me, like You know what my son said it was? What? Two souls. <sighs> just a strange autistic thought. I thought I would throw out there. The eyeballs, uh, and two, if you, the eyeballs, like, uh, when they start swirling down, when I get up close, it looks like the half face of an alien. Yeah, yeah. Also, here's another thing that I noticed. They engineered this to look a certain way when you look at the thumbnail. Oh, really? Ooh. I noticed that kind of early on. Whoa. Let me find it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Because they know, they know we're accessing it on our phones. And uh, I've noticed, like, Panic doing that a little bit, too. Because, I mean, yeah. the, all this artwork in here is wild like that. Well, you have to be a, a visual artist, especially these days, as much as you are even an audio artist. That's all part of it. Okay. Well, I'm looking for the single, not the doubled, and not where you see multiples. But it looks like something different when you look at it at a distance and when you look at it small, right? Like, I, I notice different things because you don't get drawn into... You get drawn into the white when you look at the thumbnail, like where it starts to swirl downward. But these are just fiber optic cables, though. No need yeah. to look further. Right, right. It's just, that's all. It's, those right. things carry information, you know? We yeah. need it. <laughs> uh, so 13 years Maynard said it, it would have been ready to go Like 8 years ago What do you think about that? Uh, I read an article where he said They could have um, released An album between now and then And it, it would have been fantastic But uh, Oh did you read that? Because I forgot what got in the way It was more of just a I wouldn't want to say a miscommunication, but uh, uh, just over analysis. Yeah, that was Maynard, it. Yeah, over Maynard, analysis. Yeah, uh, which is great. But Maynard said just like uh, he would call it maybe committee meetings. Yeah. Did you watch him on Joe Rogan recently? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Okay, so that is the one that like 
Now there's so many fear inoculum my other thumbnails, but just try and look at just that one, the single. Like, that's when I first noticed, like, at a distance, I was like, okay, that's interesting. It says no pre... Okay, yeah, there we go. But that's when I... It, that itself looks like, a, like an eye to me. Like, you remember when we were kids, there was some movie came out, and, like, the alien had a suit on with, like, the silver eye on it. I'm trying... I, I, I thought it was Star Kid, but it wasn't. I couldn't remember what it was, but to me that looks like an That's eye. Drive me crazy. This about thing that. up here at the top looks like an eyebrow, right? Yeah, kind of like yeah. the eyebrow coming up here. Sure. So like so many different views of the eye. Like I don't really see it when I look at it big on the TV like that. Though only when I look at the thumbnail, and it's just one looking at the one half of the artwork. You know, we're probably completely wrong. It's probably none of that, dude. Probably none of that. Did you, like, have you seen the video of the 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 you know like the the where it says tool and gold right there in Fernocum like the where it's like wa- uh, kind of watery looking and it fades in and yeah, out? Yeah, I wonder what that's all about. What's the story on that? It's probably just a close up of something that we have we have no idea what it is. We couldn't we have we could have no idea until it backs out. You ever done those puzzles? You know when you yeah, like, uh, yeah you zoom in on something like what could this be? Do, and then you they see back that? Do you see that right there? What do you think that is? Have we talked about this Which before? One? The middle one here. Yes, that right there. What do you see? I see a pumpkin, jack o' lantern, a pumpkin with you know maybe a a spaceship up there. Oh yeah, yeah. But in all reality, that's a pig wearing a cowboy hat, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So look at the jack o' lantern's mouth, and then yeah. look for pig teeth. The jack o' lantern's eyes are the snout, right? So uh, then you got the tusk up above the pumpkin on the left and right, like coming out of the eyes, almost like horns. Think about those as tusks. And um, yeah, it's a pumpkin or a pig. Widespread Panic does stuff like this all the time, man. It's, uh, it's wild. I'm trying to think what I other... could see that a lot better with the right amount of substances. It's 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 out there. Somebody was talking about absinthe yesterday. Oh, I, dude, and I, I, I thought about there. you. I have been there. That's how we wrote that first album. Now we weren't. We got the inspiration for it, chasing the old red dragon. Um, yeah. Adam Jones uh, in his evolved form. Somebody told me I, I didn't hear him say this, but somebody told green me they dragon. were, they were listening to. Um, Chasing the Green Dragon. There was Adam Jones talk about the new album, and he's just like, you know, like... Green Fairy. I just like to wear <laughs> socks with sandals now. This is how I do it. Like Adam that, Jones Yeah, that. he's like, that's that's how I think about this song. And, or, or like something like that, and I was just like, what the fuck? He's like, this song's like wearing socks with sandals, man. This is how I do it. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Okay, uh, let's see. What are we on to? No, okay, we don't want to go in this order. Sorry. We need to listen to the second track. I, I switch on to another playlist. Okay, Numa. I think you know. I'm gonna go ahead and say this is my favorite song. I'm Dude, me out. too. Yeah. You know what? I also I really like, and I heard it live because uh, it was one of the first songs they played. They played what? Descending, Descending they played uh, Invincible. That's the this one. This was very, very awesome. Yes, dude. The Warrior song. Yes. Um, Descending. They played for a long time. Yeah, it just in his instrumental. I wonder why they never would play it. With the vocals? Yeah. I'm not sure they were written yet. Just a thought. I don't know. I know, I know. There's just so, there's so much mystery around all of it. I try to bring a simple solution to the, the problem because that's how things happen a, long t- a lot of times in art are happy little accidents, as Bob Ross says, you know? 
This is, yeah, it's just you're going to make that a tree now. Yeah. That's but that's that happens in music, that happens in editing, videos. It's art, yeah, all art. all art. Martial arts. <laughs> it happens. Oh, Happy I've, I've botched a bunch of techniques or just done techniques that I didn't even know were techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one um so my girlfriend was asleep at 3:30 in the morning. My first listen to of this, I was out in the walking around with my beats on, my Dre beats. Listen to this, just pacing around the house. And when he nails the first real wailing guitar solo at the end, I ran in there, jumped on the bed, and I said, oh, my God, Tool did a guitar solo. And she's like, what? Okay. Oh, my God. Go away. <laughs> Dude, like, he killed it on some solos Dude. on this album. And then also with the, uh, the talk box. Or uh, not, it's not that. It's the, like that synth. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the synth effect. His mouth. That's Tool right there, though. To me, that I was waiting the whole album for that right there, the beginning, the, when it becomes a Tool beat. Yeah. True lacrimonics. The, the bass was there was on the Fear Inoculum, but I know exactly. I, yeah. This is it. This Staggering. Is, art of crying. Lacrimonics is what that's called. What would you say about people who doubted that this was going to be a good album. A bunch of people were like, this is going to come out the new album. It's going to be the last album. It's going to be total shit. We've waited this long. They don't even like each other I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. A bunch of people said that. I I know the ones you're talking about, the ones that said it's all sucked since Undertow. Dude, some people do say that. I know. Um, I'm a fanboy, so I'm going to tell you that it's all going to be genius, even if it's absolute shit. I don't... So I'm not the person to listen to for negative things. But I, throughout the course of the next few minutes, I will tell you some negative things about the album. But for those people who already made their mind up, you're not going to convince them otherwise. They're, they've already got a closed mind. You don't go into Tool with a closed mind. Tool is not a closed-minded person's music. Tool's a thinking man's you damn right. Thinking person's uh, rock band. And if you're not a thinking person and you try to like Tool, sorry. I don't. Um, go over your head. Learn to be a thinking person. It, <laughs> not it, everybody's got it. Okay, here's what uh, Numa means. So in Stoicism, Stoic thought, Stoic philosophy, yeah. uh, it, the vital spirit, soul, creative right? force yeah. of yeah. a person. Yes, sir. So they came up with the name for it a long time ago. Uh, also, the ancient uh, Greek word for breath or spirit or soul. I'd, I'd forgotten about the breath part. I'd read the full definition. I hadn't read that either. Oh, I dig that, though. The Man, ev- eventually I'll be able to start working back through my... Um, I'm killing. I'm crushing it way harder at the university than ever, man. Like I'm teaching some real good classes. I feel like, and I'm able to start developing more uh, side projects and just the depth of each one of my courses. And if I wanted to expand on it and do upper level courses someday, but uh, yes, mm-hmm. crescendo. I don't even remember what I was saying. I got no, distracted it takes your breath music. away. Yeah, it's the best track on the album. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm about, like, once I get settled in even more, I think another year, right? Then I'm going to loop back through all of my 27 hours of philosophy. Yeah. I've only been, it's just re-scratched the surface of everything I learned when I was taking, it's like stoicism. Like, I got to go back and see what my philosophy professor, Charles Bush, had to say about stoicism. 
Like, Charles I'm ha- Bush is a genius. I'm having him on the podcast, dude. He just oh, doesn't know wait. it yet. I, gotta, I can't wait. Uh, he, he, he would come on. I just got to contact him. Uh, uh, another mentor of mine, Jeff Woods, is coming on next Friday. Wow. Um, Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt. Yeah, it was, he's a historian, man. He's great. He's- Charles Bush will not remember me because I was just a face in a big crowd of students he had. But he changed my life with his... Uh, proof of the existence of God argument. The nine proofs. Of, yeah. 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 Or the yeah. nine properties of God. The, uh, when he said, someone asked him, do you believe in God? And he said, he took all year or all semester to, to talk about it. And when he said the whole ex nihilo nihil fit concept, I was just like, what? Of course, I was 18 at the time. I had no idea about anything, but he's a smart man. He really is. Man. Nice no, I mean, he did change my life too. Like uh, I had him, I took him for intro and then I was like, I got to keep taking this guy. I took him for ethics, took him for ancient, medieval, modern philosophy, took him for philosophy, of religion, logic, another ethics course. It was just he and I, we were just like an independent study. So believes yeah. that no man can be a philosopher, a true philosopher until he learns how to fight, combat, kill all of that. And they, uh, he was a knife instructor. Yeah. How do you kill? He said there's a secret to knife fighting. He said one thing. something about that in you in your class too. Yeah, is it what's the secret to to succeeding in knife fighting? He said one secret up. He said that in one of my classes yeah. and I thought that was like he yeah. just randomly that yeah, was he's like a lot of people think you're supposed to hold it this way you don't. You No, sir, that was 2001. Way. My old ass yeah, remembers uh, he that. He was yeah, he was in the Green Berets. So that's two two of my mentors. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see that. Caleb's dad's the other one. Oh, man. So smart. Yeah. I mean, just mind blowing, mind blowing people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I told you a little bit about the guy that's been coming into the gym and talking about him on the podcast like crazy. He's, uh, he's a good orthopedic surgeon, but he's been coming in and he's like a, a six degree judo bike belt. And he's also in a keto bike belt. I don't even know what Danny is in keto, but he, dude. Outside of all that, he's born in the Philippines, knows Filipino martial arts through and through. Like, I mean, we haven't even really talked about it. It's like he's bored with Filipino martial arts or something. But, like, he, he's been showing me a bunch of it, too. But it's like he's more teaching me a ton of weapons, dude. Joe Staff, Bo Staff. There's, I'm going to get eventually the pole with the blade on it, the Quan Dao. Yep. He knows that. Butterfly knives for Wing Chun. Balasong. Double uh, butterfly swords. Uh, oh, he, butterfly. Okay. He knows a 13 section Wing Chun form he's been teaching me that it, it, it's it's mind blowing, man. This dude is a master level martial artist. What's that, a crambit? Nice. <laughs> Always got something new. <laughs> Shred crambit. Man, get it today on Amazon. Our new, um, our new schedule is going to allow. I think we're talking about adding an Aikido class into the mix right before. Really? Yeah. Which, dude, Aikido is where you get, like, a lot of weapons because that's what he's – he. It, but it's in judo, too. Weapons are in judo. So, like, pretty much, like, this guy uses judo to tell me about a whole bunch of different other arts. Uh, and he's like, Duh, here's this. It's this throw. He's teaching me Aido. He's teaching me Kendo. Um, like, like, he's just a, a master Asian of, of Asian martial arts. My, Born in Indonesia, those Chinese is this and the Japanese. Man you styles. sent me videos of, or is that, yeah, that's the guy, dude. Dude, he's incredible. That's the guy. My brother is a second degree black belt in Aikido. I um, I've been studying, man. He's been he he's teaching me about an hour a night. 
uh, he'll come in, he'll do my jujitsu class and rolling starts. Like I rolled, I think three rounds last night, but usually I just go over on the other mat, work with him. So what I'm hoping is that we can get an Aikido class going before jujitsu and then put judo after jujitsu and do like a 30 minute, what we'll just call randori in between the judo and jujitsu. Cause new schedule is going to be balling. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That sounds great. You know, I'm waiting for this part coming up, right? Yeah. It's about to drop. This this guitar by itself right here. See, it just builds and builds. It's such a slow building crescendo. How would you stack this album against 10,000 days? You can answer in a minute if you I'll want. I'll tell you in just a second. I got it. Here's Adam Jones take off by himself right here. God. Y'all are missing out. If you don't have this album, get it. Here comes the throwdown. Have you seen that meme? That's it's sex, like me man. listening to the new Tool album or trying to headbang the new Tool album. It's somebody like, there's like all these equations in the in the air and they're just like. Now, you know about the Taylor Swift thing, right? Yeah. Oh, hilarious. My God. He's the, do you see what Maynard put on Twitter where he's Thanos? I don't know if I did. What is, see, you know, they, they overtook. They yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew of, that. But off, what did Maynard of, uh, say about it? He he just posted a meme of him as Thanos with the Infinity. Oh, Globe. I did. I did see that. I didn't and know he posted yeah, that. Yeah, he though. put that on Twitter and it showed her fading away. Taylor Swift fading away into ash and nothingness. Yeah, this song does everything I want it to do. It is probably my favorite. There's another funny tool meme floating around. It was like the First time you listen to the album, oh, this song, it's real good, this. And it's yeah. like third time through, Fear Inoculum, the title track is so good. It's just like the evolution of like multiple listens. Somebody distilled it into a meme and it's hilarious with like a graphic organizer. <laughs> oh, no. So, okay, so this album stacked against 10,000 days. What are your thoughts? Okay, that's apples and oranges for me. Because every every one of their albums stands separately, but there is a great difference. And uh, I'll have to tell you when I can think straight. Do you think the, the difference is just evolution? Because that's that's the... That was that solo. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's it. No, that's, that's fine. I just... Okay, now I can think. Sorry, I was absolutely... Uh, Adam Jones hit some different licks that... I mean, his riffs are, were definitely... They had different tastes to them on almost every song. Like you would think he was going to do something that would sound very stereotypical tool or whatever, and it would be like, okay, you went a little, uh, a little higher with that. Like it, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is and what he's doing. I've actually, I've been studying a lot of guitar players. I actually have a, most of Adam Jones's setup on effects now. Yeah, I got that's the what same you're saying. Wall he yeah. uses. It's uh, hard same, to do. Same delay. Um, but just like uh, putting in the time, figuring out how to use the stuff. Stacked against 10,000 days. Are, are you ready for my big critique? Because I've... Uh, okay, we're going to listen in a different order. I don't know what to do, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, let's crank down the volume just a little bit so I can get my words This up. is uh, Litani so Contre de Lipier. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sound, the... the uh, you can talk about these things too. Yeah, yeah, like like that was Act One we just are. took in. You think Fear Inoculum and these Numa? are literally like um, they're like let's all go to the lobby, 
you know, intermissions, but you will, you don't want to miss them. Do you know anything about this? Like how know they put together? Shit, Did no, Danny Carey do it? Is they what sound I like Danny tracks. You know the Danny tracks. They sound yeah, like those yes, Danny tracks. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know. I also have heard some tracks that have been remixed off of some old Perfect Circle and Danny Loner and stuff that might have got a hold of these too. I'm showing my age there, but seriously. So crazy Maynard's doing this times three. Apparently he's coming out with a new Pussifer album. The right Art of year. Work. But yeah. I'm okay. trying to get on that level someday, man. My, my big... You can do it. I will. I would die. I, I, I couldn't. Uh, that's what happens when you have kids. But... Kid. But... You got energy, bro. You can do it. I'm about to start having kid. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. Start having kid. Thinking about it? We, oh, we've been playing it for a long time. Yeah. So, probably uh, about um, probably uh, next year. We're working on it too. I'm going to. A, oh yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So you think you're gonna get remarried or no? I mean, you don't have to answer that. No, I mean, yeah, we're working on that. Working on that too. Cool, cool. Yeah, all big plans. Big so, plans. So this in ten thousand days. But okay, well, here's saying? my big critique. Um, if you are looking for something, a song that like on the other albums that is anthemic. Sing-alongs. You're not going to find it on this album. This is like I said earlier is a sh- shamanic, shamanic, tr- whatever you want to call it. This is a trance album. This is a I'm going to fade out, sitting back, and just go into um, what they call it, the Axis Mundi, the that other place. You're going to the other world. You know, you're going to you're going to zone out. Into into dreamland. You're you're not going to be able. These aren't really sing-alongs, not yeah. very well. Not like not like sober, not like anima. It's not like that. I would not like um, any of those tracks. Any of those tool sing-alongs that you're, that you're waiting for. It's not the stereotypical happen. tool set list. Hell no. It's like not when on I there. saw them in Little Rock, I was just like, they played Eulogy, all of the sing-alongs. Right? It's, yeah. it's not there. Um, so we're listening to Invincible right? now. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that got me thinking about 10,000 Days. Is I was like, I like this many songs from 10,000 Days. Mm-hmm. These are my favorite songs from 10,000 Days. And I was like, well, what are my favorite songs from, uh, or, you know, how many? But it's just like, we can't even, we're going to reassess this like four more times after today before oh, we start yeah. to, before we start to scratch the surface of, that's like, you know, Maynard kind of was, and I know he does this on purpose, but. On Joe Rogan, they're like, yeah, you know, lateralis, the Fibonacci sequence. He's just like, oh, That's what everybody yeah, talks about. we had an accident with that. It was yeah. nothing. It was, we just discovered it was after the fact. We're just a band. We did that on accident. And I'm just like, dude, shut up. Like, uh, it, every, uh, every Tool fan I know has had, that watched that, has had something to say about him remarking, like downplaying the, the Fibonacci sequence on, like, it's funny. It's invincible, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think about um, what, uh, assessment of this song? Uh, do you do you do you like it? Do you like the lyrical arrangements? Do you have any critiques? L- um, lyrically on this song, uh, it sounded like a Pussifer or a Perfect Circle song. I agree. Uh, lyrically, it didn't sound like a Tool song. Um, but towards 
the end when I wanted it to break down and slow down, it does that super fast part. And I wasn't quite ready for that. And it didn't, it's not really what I wanted it to do. But I'm starting to like it. Yeah. So that's what's that's what's in my head about this song. But do I like the song about whether it be a literal or peaceful warrior and just trying to get through life? I mean, if that's what it's even about. See, it's so open for interpretation. It is, man. I, I, I that is all cool. of this is like seems to be. Um, Tool does a masterful job, and we talked about this about playing on archetypes. Oh yeah, right? oh god. We, and we went I mean, on that. whether they're whether they're playing, writing a song that's influenced by Carl Jung or not, like oh, they, like stoicism, yes, like sir. they comment on archetypal experiences yes. by human beings. Uh, most most philosophical schools do. That's like part of what they deal with. Yes. But uh, weapon out belly in. That's my favorite. Isn't that good? It has such a, it's a catchy. But uh, too, double you kind you kind of see Maynard like he's like, dude, Maynard's almost sixty, you know, yeah. has an artificial hip. Yep, it's like I'm sure feeling his mortality, all this pressure to release well, another album from his heavy metal band. He's having trouble going back and singing the higher pitch songs. That's why he's lowering his register a lot. Apparently, it, a few weeks ago, they and it, uh, Mike Page was there. They sang. Um, a song uh, they hadn't done in forever, like Part of Me or something. Like yeah. They did a couple of songs they haven't done in forever. We reviewed the very first Tool, um, Colby and I, uh, the demo, uh, 728, 7-2 or something. It's Satan, yeah, yeah. Satan on the keypad is apparently. Right, it's the, the, the what, oldie. Yeah. yeah. And it's got a lot of the same tracks as the, the one that comes o- after the opiate. it. Opiate. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can't say that the tool peaked then. They only evolved. Yeah, I, for I'm me, it's that. a constant. Like, why I bring that up is because for me, it is a constant. Yeah. You know, it, originally I was, I was staying up. I'm like, man, we got Riding 2, Vicarious, The Pot, The Grudge. No, wait, here's The Grudge on Lateralis. Hmm? Is The Grudge on Lateralis? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, the, the Jombie. So, you know, like, man, those are just five songs off the top of my head I really enjoy from Vicarious, all the stereotypical ones, might I add. But yeah, <clears> I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, though. Right in two, that wasn't a very big uh, radio hit, was it? Was that a single? Right in two? Uh huh. No, but it's one of my favorites. It's one of the more popular that one, ones. Man. Yeah, me too. I listen to it today. Nice. Today. Nice. And out of a big tool catalog, that's a strange coincidence. Man, I eventually, uh, so I'm collecting vinyl, and I want to get, like, uh, there's only a few bands I want to get all the vinyls for, but, like, uh, Pink Floyd, Panic, Led Zeppelin, Tool. You're ahead of me on any of that. I I have old vinyls from the old days. The the Beatles and uh, the original uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I got that on vinyl. Nice. When it came out, but I don't have any new vinyl. That'd be amazing. Dude, remind me when we get uh, done with the review to, uh, I got just bought my first Les Paul, which is actually the same guitar Adam Jones plays. It's not a Gibson. It's an Epiphone. Okay, don't, but, don't scare the shit out of me. But, man. dude, it's, uh, it's different. Like, well, I mean, it, still. it sounds in, like, okay, I got uh, two Fenders in there, a Tele. Sorry, I just love that dancing. Uh, but I got a Telly and a Strat. Yeah, yeah. 
I've got a Washburn. I've got a Jackson. Is the same telly you had like years that ago? orange one? Did you I, see I the orange one? I saw a blue one. one. Uh, well, God, I did this good. I, one thing I've been doing is like picking up some cheapy guitars and and like decking them out the way I want. They like uh, like most recently, I just picked up a Affinity uh, Squire Strat, and I took I like it was like forty bucks. Scored it big time. Talking about for like a hundred bucks. Like and uh, I was just like, yeah, I don't even, I don't even need this guitar. I'm gonna spend a bunch of money on it if I buy it. You're trying to sell it, whatever. So I bought it on the marketplace, took it to the music shop. So like, I'm getting all my guitars customized, basically, either after like a guitarist or sound that I want to replicate. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but like, so I'm getting uh, this Affinity. I got a new pick guard on it, and then just a, a double coil Seymour Duncan pickup, just one double coil and a volume knob, nothing else. A lot of the times, I, I love simplistic like that with uh, with guitars, especially. A lot of the times, I don't even use a distortion pedal. Like with, with guitars, I just use the, the amp. Distortion, did, suck the mids out. And I'm have happy. you seen? Did I did I show you my pedal board? Like, yeah, I've been, I've been set, getting my dream so setup going, man. I showed it to all my guitarist buddies, and they were really like, I, I've since got the happy about it. and I like know the least about it out of all of them. The Digitech Whammy, man. I don't even know what to do. It's that that's that Morello pedal. Like, yeah, I saw it. I'm I'm very um, like I've I've never been good with digital guitar pedals i've been good with digital with everything else but digital guitars freaks me out this is about to get good right here it's the uh it's about to catch up this is the best part of the song what's kyle been up to i'm having a moment and i'll tell you all about kyle God, Dan- awesome. danny carey he was doing that double bass there's that, there's thinking that about it. see that's that synth is adam jones doing that you yeah know? It's a it's like a talk box, but it's a synth effect. It sounds like a talk box. Now that's me. I'm spitting, you know, some possible bullshit. Now that is a synth effect with the vocals. I like that. I like how he did that on the last Perfect Circle album that we reviewed. This is possibly one of the best moments in the album right here coming up though. Few moments. I'm sorry, I'm, I get so carried away. Not did. That's why we're here. It's only been 13 years, right? That's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. yeah we had to wait long <laughs> enough. Like, imagine if we would have done this day one, like first listen. You can actually feel it in your groin. <laughs> it's about to suck our soul out. Yeah. I know you guys are going to hear silence, but... I promise Man, I just happy. love Jones's use of flange and the coming. delay. It's coming. It's coming. I promise. <laughs> I like that little break right there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I hate to even call him a that's heavy it. metal band because I don't. I don't know anybody else. Yeah, but that's to compare him to. Right there. They that's, are. But it's that's just balls. How do you put them in a genre? That's the that's the debate. You You know, I I hate to to be sexist, but that right there, that sound is testicular. 
right there. That's just you know, heavily testicular. I, I joke all the see Tool is playing in the gym like every day now because they're yeah. on digital, right? Uh, and on Spotify, and I got them out of my playlist. But uh, like we'll be like just getting down to Tool, and it's like I got a hard rock playlist, like mostly Tool and Rage Against the Machine, you know, some others. But I'm just like, man, this is this shit is is way too masculine in here. Okay, yeah. guys, like it's, you, you hear that music? That's way too masculine. You got to be careful. I mean. To me, Tool would be almost too sexual to fight with. If Maynard didn't wear a wig and a bra mm. and shit, I mm. mean, I think he does that just to bring it down a notch for us. It is very masculine, but, I mean, oh, I don't know. It's it's sexy, though. You know what I mean? Like, if masculinity could could smell just as musky and as sexy as possible. <laughs> Dude, this has, got, just, this has got me wanting to... It's good, uh, it's good shit, man. <laughs> Back into it. I thought the song was over. That's that fast part I was telling you about. I didn't want it to do that. But that's strange, isn't it? So here's where we're at. We're, we did Fear Inoculum. I don't dislike it. Uh, which is 10 minutes, 23 seconds. Yeah, it's Numa, just a short 11 one. minutes, 55 seconds. Yeah. The Latani Contre La Pieu. Intermission track, yeah. 217. Yeah. And then Invincible's 12 minutes, 47 seconds. We're Have going into another audio, Legion Inoculants uh, next. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about those Danny Carey tracks? Because there are one, two, three, four. Yeah, on I was on uh, Spotify earlier. They weren't in. The, only the Chocolate Chip Trip was on the version I sent you, by the way. Yeah. I only had sent you seven tracks. Well, I was listening to the... I guess it's a special edition uh, today. And it kept... Playing the mocking mockingbird mocking beat mocking beat yeah. yeah wow I said it wrong it was um I think it played it three times today just because that's the beauty of shuffle and uh, man at first you know it almost grates at your soul but then it's just I started becoming addicted to it so I can't say I dislike them I think they're almost needed. Yeah, it, like what we said earlier, it kind of serves as an intermission or a stepping stone or a transitional piece, like gets you gets you from A to B on. But I hope people people don't think, and of course they're going to, that they just put them tracks in there to fill in track to, to make extra tracks for the, to substitute for the fact that there's only seven songs. You see what I mean? To make yeah. it, to make the album seem bigger than it is. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, because none of the, these... Um, okay, Legion Inoculants up now, and we're at 42 minutes into the podcast. You know, a lot of the uh, younger crowd doesn't even know who Tool is. They're like, they're just, they're just mad that Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, there's crushed. some funny jokes going around about that, too. Like, like, there's, it's happened again within a few days, but it wasn't Tool. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, but like what you're saying about like, us, uh, the stereotypical 30-year-old males building Lego stuff. Exactly. Here we are. Yeah. Dude, my house has got more Legos than I care to admit, and most of them mine. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, my son tried to catch up with me, and I couldn't let him. You know, it's like <laughs> leave me alone. It's mine, man. It is. Some days it's just like nice to sit down and build some Legos, man. I like the minifigs sometimes better than the buildings, but that's just me. Yeah. They're customizable, you know. I put myself into the world. <laughs> that's sad. Um. So I might have asked you this before. I think I'm pretty sure we have but okay so maynard yeah is oh, unique oh. in that everybody has their own processes on writing music right 
Yeah. But Tool, Tool and Tool has their own processes, which apparently, according to Maynard, involve committee meetings. Okay. Uh, but Ooh, fly on that wall, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of committee meetings, according to Maynard. That's why one of the reasons why the album didn't come out. Whether he's the reason or, or they are or whatever. But how, how do you, like, Maynard's just like, yeah, I get the music and then I write the lyrics. And they changed some melodies, so I had to rewrite some lyrics and so on and so forth. Like, you having, like, I mean, how many, how many songs do you think you've written to music, lyrically speaking? So, like, from the front man perspective, yes, the okay. band leader perspective. That is the hardest way to write music, and it also doesn't make for often very catchy songs. When these, you have to go back and take whatever the band hands you and say, here, bro, write some lyrics to this. You have to just make whatever fits the song. It's actually a very bad way to, it's a very bad process. So, and here I am being critical yet again. You actually just pulled my other criticism out just right out of me. <laughs> it's not a good way to write. It's very ineffective. To write your best songs, you either have to be together or the song has to be written around the lyrics. Simultaneous works best. If they are written together at the same time, then it is co- is a cohesive unit. But you know their music is, you know, as a, as an am, as many amateur listeners say, man, it sounds like everything's doing its own thing. Every instrument, the bass is doing one thing, the guitar is doing one thing, and that's how I describe it to a lot of people. I've never heard Tool. I'm like, you know, you know, you've heard me talk about Maynard. I tell my friends, you know, because they, they have. I, t- I sing his praises daily. And I'm like, okay, well, you got three other guys that are as good as Maynard at what they do, and they all do their own thing, and he does his own thing. And it all comes together, and they call it Tool. But at the same time, that's often not the catchiest way to make music. And maybe the reason all those other songs were catchier and we, they're more anthemic, like I was speaking earlier, is because the band was together, and Maynard wasn't off doing his own thing. Like mm-hmm. a perfect With circle. two other bands. With two, and, a wine, lot of people, and wine. A lot of people got super pissed. Yeah, all, and all the in, opening and a restaurant. All of the other things he does. And, I, dude, like I said... I would if if the dude was like John, carve your eyes out with a spoon. I'd be like, oh shit, where's the spoon? I, I, My friend I, Jack I had lunch with the guy. By the way, Christ. have we talked about that? No. Yeah, I'm just like, dude. Uh, he's like, yeah. Then we went to the UFC. It was awesome. I was just like, wow. as a musician, like, I have more respect for him than anybody. And the only professional critique I've ever received as a singer, I was compared to him. As in vocal stylings, and I, don't, I do not, I do everything I can to not sound like him, but they still heard it. And it was Atlantic Records. And they said, wow, the, the singer obviously was inspired by Maynard. And I was like, well, I can die happy now. Uh, do you a, remember that one uh, somewhat local band? Uh, I think my connection's getting weirder. The Starks? Starks. They sounded like Tool. Um, that was, oh, I don't want to talk shit. Uh, they're not together anymore, are they? Or are they? Uh, no. I you know what? So. It's my podcast. So you talk shit about. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, it was so. It wasn't inspired. It wasn't inspired. It was either a co- a blatant coincidence or a blatant copycat. To the point that you know he had that song, "Silly Little Rabbit." Remember that song? Yes. Okay. To the point that people were like calling in, and saying, "Hey, man, play that new Tool song about the rabbit." Mm. Or play that new Perfect Circle descending, song about the rabbit. Going into descending now. Oh, that's a good one. That's that's a beautiful song. Yeah, 
Uh, you just you couldn't. I couldn't appreciate it until I heard. And that's so weird too. Is like I lo- I love live tool. I'm going to see him in Tulsa, by the way. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's interesting how. Uh, like panic's the opposite. I'm like, I want that live panic, even if I'm listening to it in my car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not necessarily YouTube, but they put out tons. Of, but Tool is like one of those bands that I'm like, the studio shit. Oh my god. You know, like I'm never like, I, and I'm well. I will say, there's a bunch of like whole concerts out there. Uh, so like, remember that period where they didn't play any shows for like a few years. Oh yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or, yeah. Like, or they did like some very select. I would love to see that. I don't know if they're ever going to do it again, but remember for Maynard's like 50th birthday or some shit, they did Puss for Tool and A Perfect Circle. Yeah, because I remember Adam night. Jones walked out there and they did Sober. Cinquenta. That was the name of it. Am I saying the right? I, I don't know. Mi Español es muy malo. Señor. No Español, Señor. No Español? No. no. Cuatro años uh, de Español. We. Oui. No, Francais. Yes. We. Oui. <laughs> you sing Inglorious Bastards. Oh, we. Uh, uh, oui. oui. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how uh. you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, don't get me going. I'm a cinephile. So after this, we got Culling Voices. Then you got another, the CCT, Chocolate Chip Trip. Yeah. Then CCT. Tempest. <laughs> They're, they're calling it CC Trip or something like that. Oh, like I've seen no. it called a, a whole bunch of different things. That makes me happy. And Mocking Beat. But apparently he's doing that on the live show. He's doing the um, Chocolate Chip Trip because I've seen some videos of it on YouTube. You wonder how it got its name. I know. I'm just a good thought. Like in the ones that are in Latin and stuff, it's just like it gets you looking. You, you look into their, their works for sure. I mean, I hate to ask that question about. I know it's a fat guy question, but like, I'm like, damn, that sounds delicious. I wonder how they got is that, that name. Is there ice cream? Is there with ice? That? Is it gonna be a cookie? A cookie song? I'm just curious. Yeah, dude. Um, we can like, do a food podcast sometime. That'd be we good. can. <laughs> I'll do the hell out of it. I'm I'm up for it. I I was a chef for four years, man. Executive yeah, yeah you owned a restaurant. I owned a I restaurant. Forget. I was I executive chef of that restaurant, of course, because I owned it, and I was executive chef of KXIO. Coffee house. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, I've I, done I worked it. there a long time ago for when it was College Avenue Coffee House. Yeah. I think they had this. Uh, no, was Ron Leonard associated with it when you were there? No, I got it way after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, I couldn't get a coffee this morning and I almost died. Tra- like, tragic. Like the other, the one I go to, it tragic wasn't open magic. when I left. And so, and I didn't want to stop at Starbucks. But I got to Moralton, and both of the coffee places, one on campus and across town, were closed. Yeah, I like that. Is that Harry Potter font? It's Dollar General font. Here, let me see it again. Probably is. Uh, it, it just looks like kind of Halloween font. Well, I got uh, two of them. I'll give you the other one. It's in the car. <laughs> we just got it at Dollar General. See, that's beautiful. Yeah. Did um so the Les Paul I just got like yes, it's sir. a definitively different guitar with that like the, Dylan has explained it to me like this like it's a set neck versus like four screws I take my fender necks off yes you know what I'm saying you can't take the neck off of a Les Paul so yeah. uh but it definitely it has like a more sustain to it like uh it, it, the notes carry out longer and have like a deeper like there's some more depth to them it's. It's interesting. I, I've never even really played a Les Paul that much. I scored it super cheap, and I'm not even going to change anything on it. Les Paul is 
if I had to just go grab a guitar off somebody's wall and that that body style, that sound, and I'm not I'm not a guitarist. I can play guitar. It's not my preferred weapon of choice. I would always grab a Les Paul. Yeah, man, I've uh, or an SG. Yeah, there's been an SG on for sale on the marketplace for a long time. It's like a natural finish. It's like brown. And it's like a 60th anniversary or something. But it's just. You asked how know. Kyle was. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That I, only, I got to thinking about Danny Carey's double bass, and I was like, I know a guy who plays double bass. He like plays that. the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah we used to. Uh, people used to pay him twenty dollars to play our to play the next song, no matter what it was. And uh, you know, of course, we got the set list on stage, so people would walk up there and pay twenty bucks, and he'd play the next song, no matter what it was. One arm, be be fine. So, no, he's, he, he can play so the hell good, out of it, dude. He's great. No, he moved to Clarksville. Uh, Lives about a minute and a half from my house. Where was he living? Russellville. Okay, okay. Well, outside of town. Is he still working at the D.C.? Uh, Yeah, Andy's a a postman. Oh, good. Two jobs, working his balls off. And he's married? Yes, sir, with a a kid. Oh, wow, yeah. Got a little girl. Beautiful little girl. Where are you guys jamming at? Um, We're mainly just writing right now. Yeah, just... But writing... I've written more songs... Like, because, you know, I had all those health problems for a while, but I have gone back to writing. I have written more songs in the last two months than I've written in my entire life. Do you have a Holy Mac? Do you have a hell. Mac? What do you do? Are you using Logic or anything like that? I don't. I am saving up right now, and I've got $1,000 ready. Dude, so, I'm about to upgrade. I'm going to get another. Mac, I'm getting a Mac and Logic uh, Pro. That's Pro what I'm doing when I get moved to, Pro the, tools. I'm to Pro the new tools. spot. Yeah. I just signed up for the Adobe Suite too. So that's oh wow, yeah, yeah. I lo- I love Pro Tools, uh, and it's compatible with a lot of old GarageBand files and stuff that I've just dicked around with at the house. Oh yeah, yes, it, yes. You're yeah. totally right. That's what I'm. I'm doing the audio only track on GarageBand right now, just because it's it's e- simple. It, it's ridiculously better than you think it is. It really is. Yeah. Most most um, Apple stuff, Mac related well, products are, dude. You can transfer everything and edit it in the same format from GarageBand to Pro Tools now. Probably always good. I just didn't know that. We're about to see if, uh, like, I've got about a thousand hours of editing on Premiere, and we're about to, because I've been doing a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I've been doing more editing on iMovie on this unit here. Yeah. So we'll see how Adobe with uh, Premiere stacks up. So, man, oh, there's a good tool right there. I guess I've heard this song a little bit more than the other, so I'm a little bit more used to it. It doesn't suck my soul out. This might be the longest song on the album. No, no, Tempest. Nope, Tempest, Tempest is the longest. Tempest is a they don't, but they don't pick. have a they don't have a, so, a main song where Maynard sings on it less than ten minutes long. That's impressive. Not a bad thing. Um, oh man! So I to prepare for this, I, I abstained completely from other reviews. I didn't read them. I didn't watch them. I have not seen a single Fear Inoculum review because I just wanted to have what we had what to say about right it, what we're doing right now. That's been a bastard, by the way. But, I mean, all I knew is that it was on top of the charts. But I just wanted to give my real opinion. Top, of course, everyone, top 10 songs or, or tool on right. all streaming platforms, far I as just, I know. I knew that... I mean, I know that everyone's going to get on here, you know, that that knows, especially me, and it's like, oh, he's just going to dick ride Maynard for however many hours we do this. But the thing is... Who's um, opposed to dick riding Maynard? I I, I don't want to be that person's friend. Yeah. 
Me neither. Thank you for that. You know, but I know the, I know how to fight, and I don't want to be your friend. He does. He's the best. That's I. That's I'm just joking. But yesterday, somebody was like, "Dude, Cora's super strong, man." I was like, "And she knows how to fight." <laughs> they were like, like commenting about how handy she was, and I was like, "Yeah, she is, and she can beat your ass." Just, just well, I mean, what was a? I think the first thing that you ever taught me in martial arts was that eighty percent of there's that sound again. That clapping from the Casio keyboard um, is that eighty percent of all self defense is your voice, and only twenty percent is actual fighting. <laughs> so, dude, watch out. Verbal jujitsu. Verbal jujitsu. Just diffusing things. Like even yep. for that's why like it's so important for law enforcement to communicate. Of yep. like, um, you know, in Dring is big on that. He's like, if he's, if he's arresting you, it's very clear and concise verbal commands. You know, oh, that's oh, that's controversial too. It is sadly, it shouldn't be, but it is. But like, say you're putting cuffs on somebody and they've just been aggressive, like on your belly, like things like that, like lay flat on your belly, like. And then they start. People start saying, "Well, I have trouble taking instructions." I, I, you know, I too have a problem with authority. <laughs> Me too. I couldn't. I mean, I'd have never made it. Never made it in the, any military, dude. Um, but yeah, that don't buy this album if you're expecting the short anthemic songs, sing-alongs of the other albums because they're not there. But what you will get is the ability to completely zone out in a way that oh, it exists plus then some in this album. It's it's that plus something else because each song is so epic. And transitional. Each one of them, it not just they're not just bridges, are they? They go on to something else, and then something else, and there's almost an unexpected happening in almost every song. I've noticed that. It's not just a strange bridge, but the ending is never what I, you expect it to be. It's uh, surprising. It is indeed. Like almost like multiple songs in each song, with no clear defining separation. Like little. Uh... It's a that's a damn solo that net. I mean, that's what it is. I'm not used to that. And his tone has changed, too. I know. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, it's some hard. of his We're riffs Jones's went tones. with a different direction. Um, they sound like Kirk Hammett is what they sound like. And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry, but they do. They sound like Kirk Hammett. Did Metallica. You, did you go to the Metallica show when they came through Arkansas? No, but I've, I've seen them. I've seen them in, in Arkansas before. I saw it. Almost got killed twice. Um I don't go to a lot of concerts anymore unless I just haven't seen them before. Uh, if you're if you've been on stage as much as I have, you can't go and enjoy anymore. Kyle went to that one though. He, I saw Mike Page went. Um, he my he buddy had, Steve. He said it was a great show, but like me, he's once you get to a certain point of being in a band for a long time. Other other band nerds know this. Uh, if once you've been on stage a few hundred times. And different stages, especially, you start studying, and like, oh, so that's look at that, look at that amp. I was like, that he's last time here. I saw Panic, uh, I rode the rail one night and watched Jimmy play, and I yeah. went, picked up a ton of licks See? by watching him, and that's the first time I've I've been on the rail before and watched yeah. him, but I don't know if I just I don't know if I would pay attention, but whatever, I picked up on him playing like per- certain progressions on certain songs. Then came back and was like, okay, but found 
found the song essentially. In college, I was a uh, exactly. See, you start learning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, like in college, I was a film. I was a film student. That's what I graduated as a film director. Now I'm watching movies. Just I see the filmmaking. I don't see. I can't just be a fan of anything anymore. You know. Uh yes, I know it's like watching fighting. Yeah, I can't even know how you do it. Man, I watch fewer UFC fights than ever now. I well, was actually thinking about canceling my fight pass. I mean, at this point, you could just if you wanted to make some money, you could just get into gambling. You'd know who's going to win. Yeah, or you Not know, I'm gonna reserve my sure gambling for the Pope County Casino, John. Okay, we're gonna go down that casino. You know, that Pope County doesn't want it. Clarksville wants it, but it's not gonna play out like that. You know, if it, it did, here's the thing too, though. If is if all of a sudden they were like, we're putting it in Clarksville, the opposition would come out of the woodwork there too, and you'd have yeah. the Pope County opposition be like, we don't want this in the adjacent county. Yeah, it's just a fuck show, man. Uh, another thing they're doing is. Uh, <laughs> They're putting slot machines in all over the um, state, like five thousand of them, oh. scattering them out in every county. God, my mom, my mom will be so busy. <laughs> my nice. mama loves them machines. Nice. Is, you, is your mom living in Northwest Arkansas now? No, uh, she she will. Uh, she's back and forth between two or three different places, but she's not in Northwest Arkansas. Okay, okay, I she, couldn't. She's down in Centerville a lot. Okay, cool, cool. Centerville down by Dardanelle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh God. We are on calling voices now. We're, oh yeah. We got now. Which is the one that says psychopathy like seventy-two times? I don't know. That was an asshole thing to say. I'm sorry. No, no. But it does. There is one that says that. Uh, let me Google it. It's probably this one. It's this one because it's calling voices. Yeah, yeah. It's this one. No shit. The voices. Man. Yeah. Yep, psychopathy. You're Googling psychopathy? Uh, just the lyrics to this oh, song. okay. Because I was showing this song to one of my friends, and they Googled psychopathy, and I was like, really? <laughs> uh, that was pretty the, easy one. Here the lyrics to all the fear and killing. This I uh, should have pulled this up. Um. Speaking of no one knowing who Tool is, have you heard about the Post Malone debacle? Uh, not something recent. Very recent. Um, everybody's so he did a he did a collaboration. This is that one, yes. Okay, he did a collaboration with Ozzy Osbourne on one of his new songs. So everyone's putting on Twitter, man. I don't know who this Ozzy guy is, but man, Post is going to put this kid on the freaking map. Maybe I did. Then they're dead serious about this. They're like, man, whoever this kid Ozzy is, he's gonna be so famous after that. Man, he sounds lit. He is fire as fuck. Man, Post is gonna put him on the map. Post is gonna make him famous. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the Prince of Darkness. Do you have to be old to know that? That's Ozzy Osbourne. I told my 14 year old son that. And he's like, what? I think it's just bad parenting. Mr. Crowley, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was, that's good shit, uh, Anton. I was I was making that connection for somebody the other day, talking about Danny Carey yeah. being obsessed with Aleister Crowley, and I was like, yeah, and Jimmy Page, and Ozzy Osbourne, and the Beatles, and. But how do people not know who Ozzy Osbourne is? That blows my mind. I mean, I understand since the show you, The Osbournes. Uh, yeah. I mean, and there's not really an Oz fest like all the time anymore, is yeah. there? Yeah. 
It just it still blew. He's kind of disappeared from the I like the last has, ten yeah. years or so. Still blew my mind. But for us, dude, yeah. we're old as fuck, man. I meet people yeah. that don't know about the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Like when Jump Around comes on, I'm like, stop eating my begonias. And oh every and everybody else, yeah, I turn into Sally Field, and everybody they don't know who Sally Field uh, is. exactly. They don't know she's the voice of Sassy or Forrest Gump's mom. They don't know about Steel Magnolias. Okay, confession: I've never seen that movie, but I hear it's really sad. <laughs> I should watch it. You know, I watched Schindler's List a few Shelby years ago Kent for the first time. Jogged Texas. Schindler's List. I was is more amazing. of a little Little Women guy. Little myself Women. Oh, that's up. a classic. You know what I read yesterday in its entirety? What? You literature man. I read Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in its entirety yesterday. Dude, I've just been teaching about the Hessians, man. The Hessian. The horsemen. Yes. Yeah, that that story is a lot more hilarious. It's more like the Disney version than you would imagine. Yeah. But it's it's actually also very dark and very, very, uh, very sad in a lot of ways. But the writing is amazing. I should ask Michael Booty if he does that. that. My English... I have a friend, really good friend. He's yeah. been on podcast, Teach World Literature. I should ask him if he covers that because we're trying to think of topics to podcast on that are crossovers in our courses. Yeah. No, it's it's the best... It's some of the best writing because I, I teach I, I teach homeschool to my son and I, I'm his English teacher. Um, and we've, we've read amazing things. The Scarlet Ibis... One of the best little oh, short yeah, yeah. stories I've ever read. Horrifically sad. But, man, Sleepy Hollow. I, I'd always seen the movie, you know, and I'd seen the, the Disney version probably a hundred times as a kid. But I'd never read but pieces of the book. Not Never read it in its entirety. But I read the whole thing at work yesterday. Slow day. Man, I've been listening to more audio books. Me too. That's how I did it, actually. I, yeah. I say I read it. I listened to it. Yeah, and yeah, I know. It's uh, I've just become. Here's a, here's a trap, bro. Uh, most college textbooks are not audio. Mm. Isn't that wild? Plus, also, like I was watching some History Channel documentary on the American Revolution. It's like divided up into segments, like forty-five minute clips or whatever. Broke it all down. It's like ten of them, but they went into more detail. And this is typically not the case. Then my college textbook. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, usually the History Channel is just all ancient aliens. <laughs> You're not the only person that... But uh, I was just like... Aliens, I, man. I was taken aback. I was like, how are you only going to say five paragraphs about the whole first phase of the war? The, the cha- and part of it's a book. But then, then comes like, I can't get the book in an audio format. If I could, one of my textbooks, the author did this 45 lecture series. It's on YouTube. So I basically have the book on, but it's, it's, he's lecturing, but he wrote the book. It's like he's, he's lecturing the course, but the course is Civ One. So, you know, Audible is kind of a money sink, the, the app Audible, because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to buy credits. So it's, it's, it has everything, but it's expensive. If, but there's another app called LibriVox, LibriVox. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got a bunch of volunteers, but it's all like public domain books. Like I, that's where I, that's where I heard Sleepy Hollow, and it's got different people volunteering to do it. It's got the County Monte Cristo. Oh, got, and it's got uh, like a Tale of Two Cities, or as my friend called it, a Sale of Two Titties. It's got <laughs> uh, it's got some great stuff. But there's this great reader on there. Let's see if. Maynard says calm as cookies and creams in this uh, in the tempest. But is there anything calmer than that? 
Um, What's up with the chocolate chip tripping and cookies and cream reference? I don't know. It's, Is it's, there a connection? It's fucking delicious. Okay, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, read by Bob Newfield. How long is it? Oh, it's so fast, dude. Um, part, it's just two parts, and each part is 40 minutes. Ah, oh, dude, I'm going to do that. Bob Newfield. But there's, two, there's three versions. Get Bob Newfield. Bob. Remember Bob. He's got the best voice. Reads it with one of those old voices like this. Uh, yes. I may have heard it's him read before. Creepy sounding. It's a creepy, creepy story. Best 80 minutes of my life yesterday, man. I was just in, in literature world. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one I need to go through. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie because the acting is so superb. You know, you know what I often think is what uh, I was. All right, little, little, little preachy time. I was a uh, little confession time. I was uh, diagnosed with rapid cycling uh, severe bipolar disorder years ago. And I started, you know, trying to understand it. I'm on a hell of a great cocktail now, and it's changed my life. And there is great treatment out there if you're suffering from manic depression, a.k.a. bipolar disorder. There are great medicines out there that can, you can live a great life. But I started studying the, the, uh, the condition, and I read this whole dissertation about one flew over the cuckoo's nest being a possible uh, story about bipolar disorder being that um jack nicholson his character was a bipolar man manic depressive amongst other people with psychotic and mental disorders and that's why one of the many reasons they don't put a person with manic depression or schizophrenia amongst the rest that's why they have their own facilities because Famous bipolar people in history are often leaders. Joan yeah. of Arc, right? She was, she, was, she was defined as a famous bipolar of history because they delusional, we're going to make it across the sea, we're going to conquer these bastards, come on. And people are like, fuck yeah, let's go. And what was, what was Jack Nichols, that's his name, yeah, of course. What, what was he doing that entire film or that, that, that story? He was like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. He's like, let's bring drinks in here. Let's bring girls. Let's pick this thing up and knock it out. And what they do, they lobotomized his ass. Spoiler alert. Sorry. So nowadays, they don't put manics with easily impressionable people. They put them with their own kind. Billy the Kid, they say also. <laughs> so, well, okay, yeah. I've heard, I think I've heard that. Yeah. Well, I mean... He let his people straight. Well, I mean, think too. about think about this. Um, would would is is bipolar is that considered like a mental illness or like oh, what like, what do you call that? Do you call it a mental illness? What yeah, it's it? absolutely. It's a it's a, a full fledged disability. Um, only two point nine two percent of people actually have it. So oh, excuse think me, about. Excuse me. I'm sorry. One point nine two people nine one point nine two percent of people. Uh, have it 1.91% have schizophrenia. They are sister disorders. There is a bridge between the two, and it can be crossed. Uh, now, I'm not saying that schizophrenia can become bipolar. I'm saying bipolar can become schizophrenic. Certain drugs, certain behavioral patterns, certain uh, lack of therapy can take you in that direction. You have to be very careful. Chocolate chip trip. This is the chocolate chip trip. Delicious.
Well, okay, so take it those stats and then uh, also throw socio- sociopathy in there, sociopathy. Right. And other disorders, not, but it's like then, then apply that across, yes. But apply those types of things to the, all of the great people in history, right? Like, okay. like leaders that became sociopaths. Okay. Or, or like, well, uh, they already were. J, uh, J. Edgar um, Hoover yeah. with the FBI. Like, that dude had some serious stuff going on. Transgender. Yeah, yeah all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Now, okay, so this is actually... Uh, I had a professor in college. I'm not going to go off and start naming names, but... He he gave a uh, he was a psychology professor. He said the possibility is that there's just no use for bipolars anymore, and that's why seventy five percent of them kill themselves. Untreated ones kill themselves is because there's just no use for them anymore. They got a monster living inside of them. It's got to eat. It's got to feed. Whether you feed it food, whether you feed it sex, whether you feed it drugs, whether you feed it blood and violence, it's got to feed. Now these people. They used to call them back in the day. In the Bible, they called them the sons of thunder. And, and uh, they were berserkers, you know, back in the wars. These people did great things. They, they, they led great battles. Now, that's one group. Now, autism, okay, which bipolar is an autism spectrum disorder, but that's, I've already talked about that on the podcast. Autism, you know, not very social, right? But they do make, you know, while all the other cavemen are out, killing deer who's the guy in there that's not very social inventing the wheel okay um anxiety uh the meek shall inherit the earth uh the ones that stayed in the cave and didn't get killed okay there's a use for all these disorders there's a practical use for all of them whether they be war leaders whether they be inventors there's a use for all these disorders they didn't come from vaccinations they didn't spring out of nowhere they're not caused not caused from gluten. They've been there all along. We just know more about them when we discover them. That's a fact. So, anyhow. Um, no, I mean, that's... Uh, so, but that we're also back to talking about archetypes again. Oh, uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like they're just certain types of people. They're heroes. And no one wants to hear that. They're Everyone sages. That they're, they're shaman. They're yeah. Maynards. Maynards, yeah. Um, I mean, we can all... I mean, we can all adapt, but can we really change? Or should we learn to work with what we've got? You know, that's the other big question. Is humans are the most adaptable species on the planet Earth. But can we really change? My dad said, no, people never change. Well, your dad is a Freemason, dude. So he knows what the fuck was, he was talking He knew about. a little bit of everything, right? Did you get... <laughs> this is way out there. Uh, oh... I, did I send you that graph of the the craft, the mason craft? I think so. The oh, I don't know. The sh- the shake, the handshake, and all that, and the the nods. No, no, you didn't. I mean, you told me oh about it. You mentioned, God. it, but I don't I've think you sent so me so much the, more about that. Of course, that's you know, I don't want to get killed, but there is a lot to it. Yeah, no, there is. I was just in Nashville, and there, there's a big Freemason building Literally in like downtown Nashville. Things, symbols. Like in during the middle of political meetings and stuff, it sounds like this big controversial thing. But um, that's how it. Let me find it. And you know, it's all well. Okay, so I mean, imagine that. Like, if the if there are Freemasons embedded in any part of society, that means that there are other secret societies working on this sort of level that you're talking about as well. Here it is. 
Oh, man, Pinterest is a deep dive. I need to stay off Pinterest. I, I had the app, and I got rid of it, man, because I was like, I, I've set one up to use it for its, uh, its 420, um, to use it for... <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. What, what, what were we just talking about? I got... Doesn't that happen? Oh, Pinterest, Pinterest. Getting old, yeah. brother. Dude, I, well, I say, like, the dog woke me up last night. I do notice a little bit of memory loss if I didn't get a good night's sleep the night before. Like short term, like sit, like just like that, just like I dropped it off, and it's always corresponds. Like, I, I woke up at like twelve forty because the dog, um, it was her birthday yesterday, and Corey gave her some whipped cream, and she like, she mm. had some problems. Well, you know. So okay, uh, we're on the the Tempest with the seven, two more tracks 14 to go. Fourteen minutes long, thirteen minutes long. Uh, fifteen minutes forty six seconds. Okay, the this, longest. this is going to wow. blow your mind if I can get it to... Here, I'll just zoom in a little bit. Oh, shit, there it comes. Come on. Love. Stop Love. it. Give me a way out of here, John. We're going to watch Rambo Last Blood. Love. Rambo's a pussy. Come on. Bro, I think... Dylan, I, you I'm son not, of a bitch. Like, I've been talking about this is because it's, it's funny. I get emails about it at work and shit. But, like, is saying pussy a diversity foul? Say what? Yeah. Hey, man, it's right. the most flexible flexible part of the human anatomy. I don't know. I'm just... I, yeah, I know. It's like, I, I, dude, I've called... Is it a I've diversity? Did you say diversity? A diversity Diversi- foul. Oh, yeah. that's, it's not diversity. There's only two types of sex. Oh, shit. I oh, didn't, you oh, can't shit. say that on the podcast, that. man. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Okay. Is Pepperman really a good boy? I don't know. Is oh, he a boy? Fuck the pooch, man. That pooch has just been just held down. But for the same reasons we can't say retard. Yeah, we can't say that one. We're not supposed to say retard. Apply that to things like uh, other things like uh, what we just mentioned or like another well, one I was like, tr- I was like getting cocksucker. Like Joey Diaz is cocksucker all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, like, we're, like we're, we're, we're saying it's a derogatory thing or whatever. And, and is it? You know, that's the... The, the debate But dude I got an email Like going into the semester That was like You should have a meeting About what pronoun Your students want to be called Yeah that's wild dude I saw this one And I saw this one Right there's the one I saw though Apprentice to the past grip Of a fellow craft That's what I saw I'll never forget that So that's, that's But there's other things There's like this With their eye and stuff What a bunch of people said this song See, d- sounds like classic tool. What do you think? Right here it does. But, you know, it's got a few few directions it's got to go down before it gets to the yeah. end. Okay, so is it a diversity foul? Um, okay, so I fucked up with the two, the two sexist thing. That's not what I was trying to say. Now I'm trying to apologize. See, okay, I'm, well, sexist versus gender, you know? Right, okay. Like, versus what I was gender identification. To, what I was trying to say is it's not an ethnic diversity situation it's all people are a sex of some kind um so is it a diversity foul oh wow i think it's just a um i see the the way people usually use it is a is in a weakness terminology. Yeah, so like if i called you uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, it, okay, you're a pussy. Come on, you pussy. But the, what you're doing is you're saying you're more feminine. Yeah. You're more yeah. like a, a female, and yeah. females are weak. Yeah. Like, right. it, but I like, get what it's saying. Because yeah. I've just, like, I mean, honestly, become 
more self-aware and empathetic towards women. Like just today in my U.S. History 1 class, I was like, we finished the American Revolution, Chapter 5. And uh, I was just like, man, yeah, there's all these blacks that fought in the Continental and British Army so they could uh, get freed from slavery. Right? These African Americans fought on both you sides. You said blacks? I said blacks, yeah. Oh, can you say that? Uh, that means what it says in the book. I can literally, I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. Hey, you can say black person. Uh, African Americans at the time. Blacks. I didn't even say Is that. Is that a diversity fact? Maybe. But we're talking about That's diversity awesome. files, so we can say and things. you read it. We're not going to say, uh, uh, you know, like super derogatory things. Mm. But just exploring the topic of, uh, they were promised their freedom, they didn't get it. That's right. Women pretty much ran the country while we were off fighting the shit out of each other. Yeah. Look, how many one million woman armies have there ever been in the history of the world? We don't know about any. That's true. Like, we're over here being aggressive, masculine fucks, listening true. to our Tool albums yep. and going to war. And yeah. now, now sending... Listen to our Tool albums. We're like... Rotten war and Like, I just, like, day. picture warfare now. Like, you remember when you got, like, new remote control cars mm-hmm. for Christmas and, like, you got the Drones. high-powered one? It's like... That's, that's like... That's war now. That's how we're doing war. Yeah. And we're saying the word battle buddy a lot. The buddy system, man. It's, it's, it's classic. Yep. That's war, though. That's now. That's now is battle buddies and remote controls. But, yeah. Uh, but anyway, diversity fails. It's something I think about because I Amazons. deal with a diverse group uh, in, in the classroom all the time. And then at the gym, too, as a business owner. And it's like, honestly, I don't discriminate really against anything other than ignorance and stupidity and oh. dogmatism. Man, yeah. It, and you talk about an absolute, like, disease, all of them. Absolutism? L- yes. <laughs> but, dude, dogmatism is the one thing. Like, this is... The, I saw, I think, Zig Ziglar or something. I don't remember who, what page or, or person said it, but it was like, um, we've always done it this way is one of the most destructive phrases in the yeah. English language. yeah. And I mean, that's the damn truth. Like, and I, I have had experiences with people, and, and man, education is like that in a big way. I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday. It was a guy who was on the podcast recently, and he was just like, these people that go to grad school and then get their PhD, and then they have nothing, and then they become a professor, all they've ever known is being in school, the university setting. Yeah, they don't yeah. have any actual trench. Warfare, like down in there, getting their hands dirty in mm-hmm. the field. Never been in the suck. Great point. The shit. Lots of lots of long interludes uh, of just the band playing on every song. It's almost like it's almost like it gets sandwiched. You get these long interludes and bridge parts, and back you know, into Maynard. Then I back wanted into Maynard, Maynard to hit one of them. Long, high, held out operatic notes where it's just everybody shuts up for just a second and lets him hit that note so we can all just worship for just a second. How much uh, That's just me. do you think he's lost some of? I mean, obviously he has, but I mean, how much of his abilities do you think he okay, has? Okay, a lost? man vocally peaks at 40, but you lose your abilities very slowly, very slowly, sometimes hardly at all. You just get a little raspier. But he's starting. I mean, he said the only songs I heard it in some article or uh, on some interview, he said he started losing some of his um, 
ability to do some of the original 2001 Meridanome songs. He said he can't go wow. back and do it. He's like, I, I wasn't thinking about getting older. Longevity. Yeah. I mean, think about some of those notes, though. Think about some of those jujitsu techniques I used to do. It's like that with everything, dude. Like, like this this older guy I'm studying with right now on martial arts. He he's relaying that to me all the time, and he's healthy, seventy two. Has had heart surgery actually, but is in excellent shape. It's vicarious sounding. It does, yeah. That will roll. Yeah, we we. I kind of got inspired to do one of those in one of my songs once. Song called "Look Inside." Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Seventy two. Yeah. Uh, but he's in really good shape, and he can come in and train, and he can yeah. even roll a little bit. And I mean, he he gets all the benefits. But he's also talking to me about like when you're this age, this is what you're gonna deal with on this. So think about that now, you know. And I'm just like, okay, you know. I mean, he's about 12 years older than Dring, 13 years older than Dring. Yeah. So it's it's some perspective. And then you look at Caleb. Caleb's close to 40. Mike's mid 40. I'm gonna be 45. You know, the thing is, turning 30. I think I said this on the show before, but. Oh, that's good right there. It's again with them solos. That doesn't sound like Adam Jones to me. No, absolutely doesn't. He's changed his tonality. He has evolved more than anybody. More than anybody. Factoid. Yeah. Uh, no, we're about to turning through this one. Turning 30 is just, you have a, my dad said you don't have a lick of sense till you turn 30. When you turn 30, you all of a sudden gain knowledge of your immor- of I'm sorry of your mortality. Dude, that's, that's when like a sense. little bit of self-loathing started for me too. Well, like yeah, that's, that's just part the best way it. to describe it. Um, Thirty uh, feels like a existentialism. It does feel like a second chance though, because you're like, okay, I'm a I is man now. I got to do something. But at the same time, um, health completely changes. You can't drink like you used to. Uh, every time you start sitting down, about 32, 33, every time you sit down, you're like, Ugh. I know I got I to really <laughs> poke my chest out these days, man. I've had this rib injury, keeps yeah. flaring up. And then your knees become popcorn of a morning, you know, and that's worse with me because of my size. But, like, knees go straight to hell for everybody. I thought it was just me. It's like everybody that I talk to is your knees start giving out first thing, and that sucks. So, um, but sleep becomes way too damn important. And I hate that. It did sleeping is so hard for me, man. And so many people have sleep apnea, no matter what size they are. I think I have it. And they don't even know. I think sleep. I have it. I've, I've been having some... I, I take melatonin now, but I've been having some weird sleep issues. The thing about those. melatonin is it, it, it loses its effectiveness on you every time you use it. The only time to... And this is what my doctor told me about it, and my sleep specialist that I went to see back when I was having trouble with that. They say melatonin is used to reset your rhythm, your circadian rhythm. Like, okay, tonight I got to go to bed at nine o'clock. I usually go to bed at like three in the morning. Tonight I got to go to bed at nine o'clock. Take some, drink a melatonin drink or take some melatonin. Yeah. But if you take it every night, it's just going to become completely ineffective on you within just a few times. So you use it as a reset button. But if you use it every night, you're going to become immune to it in a week or so, or it's not going to do its real job, which is to put you in that deep sleep. Fun fact. Yeah. I it, it works good for me. I, what it does for me is I sleep all the way through the night. Yeah. But versus waking up a Do you lot. snore? Very rarely. Do you, do you get really, when you're really, really, like, deep in REM sleep, do you go? <gasps> I have done that. 
Okay, that's that's an apnea. Usually, that's that's considered an apnea. Um, that I had apnea so bad that uh, it had caused pulmonary hypertension. You got it under control. Oh God, yeah, I had to go get a machine. It had caused secondary pulmonary hypertension, which is high blood pressure in your lungs, and that will kill you. I had to wait a month before I could see a lung doctor. And pulmonary hypertension is a terminal disease. You got three years to live, at, if it's if it's primary, not secondary. So I had to wait and see wait wait a month to find out if I was going to die or not. That's I, I remember telling you about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's like, no, you just need to get on a sleep machine. Went on a sleep machine. A month later, they're like, yeah, it's fine. Your your pulmonary hypertension's clear. So, uh, guys, get a sleep study done. <laughs> That is a, that is real shit. That your snoring is a lot more dangerous. It's it's really kind of a scary thing. Hold on, I gotta. It's not um not something to mess with. And I, the thing is, I didn't even really snore that much. I would just wake up every now and then going. <coughs> yeah, like that's that. that's exactly what I've been having, man. Now you probably got nothing. I mean, you're you're I mean you're you're so in shape and stuff that you probably don't have it. But I have. Two friends that are very thin and in shape guys that both have it. So Kyle went ahead and went and got a test. Did he? Did he? Did he have it? No, he he worked out because he. The thing is, you know, he he has asthma, bad asthma, and he smoked for years with asthma. Uh, you know, and uh, he he quit, but he was still he was afraid he had he was afraid he had damaged himself, and uh, he went and did a sleep study and he turned out okay, but still. Scary. <laughs> it is, man, and just like getting like sleeping on the right kind of pillow and at the right kind of angle, and like, man, like my my thing is I toss and turn a lot, you know, like I and I'm a side sleeper and I've got some injuries and uh, like I've been sleeping on my belly and it's just sleeping on your belly it led to a lot of problems. Uh, sleeping on your side, if you sleep on your left side, that's the side your heart's on, and it will cause you to make your heart stronger because it lifts up and works your heart out when you sleep. I had to swap them. I shared a, a thing on Facebook earlier, and the meme didn't post, so it made no sense. I had to reshare the <laughs> meme. It was uh, the big, it was a big Lebowski meme of a dude doing a heel hook, and I was like, "The heel hook abides, dude." <laughs> nice marmot. I love that movie. Yeah, man. classic. This, you know, this rug really brings the room together. Man, that they come into my house and peed on my fucking rug. Mm. Uh, Duder. When they put that ferret in the bathtub with him, man, I I couldn't comprehend what was happening. But that's what you happen. That's I mean, sorry. That's what happens when you the, the first time you watch that movie, you watch it just wasted. You ever seen Grandma's Boy? Probably twenty or thirty times. Yeah, so such I've a seen the un, un, I've seen the uncensored version. I've, Don't judge me, monkey. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we were at one of those panic shows, and you know, having a great time. Yeah. And Colby was trying to talk to me, and he was he's doing this, <laughs> and I was like, a a black cobra. This. I think he was telling me to like unbutton my shirt or yeah. button it back or something. I don't know. We were just messing uh, around, but he was just like, I was like, a black cobra to go around the neck, dude. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to get me right now? You remember JP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good idea. <laughs> Just because you don't have robot ears. 
You know, I'm thinking about getting robot legs. Actually, yeah, okay. It's a, it's a risky operation. It's really, it's it's a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> dude, no, riding a Segway no, the whole no, time. No, I used to no, sell those things. Yeah, dude, I know you're the very first person, and uh, dude, I took a chunk out of my ankle, mm-hmm. uh, which is a few months ago in mm-hmm. uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Was you on a Segway? I stepped off the side of a Segway. Yeah, yeah. they're they're horrible. they're dangerous stunt machine. Is that? <laughs> we got one more. We got the mocking beat. Yeah, this will be my fourth time hearing this today. Thank you. All right. So we are on the last couple of minutes of the album here. I don't know if I've heard this one. It's a mockingbird, man. That's the uh, Arkansas bird. <laughs> State bird. <laughs> you ever heard a mockingbird mock a crow? I don't mm. want to make this sound because... It's a sad sound. Crow, it's really crows make some wild sounds. No, but it just makes the, the caw sound like a crow. Just, but it sounds like it's dying. It's yeah. hilarious. It just goes... <laughs> we used uh, to have these things that would call crows in. Yeah. Like crow hunting was a thing for a minute when I was growing up. I, oh, yeah, my dad sure was a big in. crow hunter. They were so hard to kill, dude. You'd kick a gun out the window and they'd fly off every time. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. It's like that was the one thing you couldn't shoot. Because uh, you'd have to be super sneaky, and you have to get them from a far distance away. Seemed like every time you kick the gun out the window, they fly off. Lots of electronics on this album. Yeah, it seems like they're playing with some effects. Like, just I don't know. Is he just? He's got a drum track going on, and then he just. It's like he's got a like a Roland Octopad or something or some I don't know. I'm just just talking out of my ass here, but it's like he's just turning the knobs with a sound effect and then he's got, he's got the drum track and then Can any other band get away with just fucking jamming and then putting it on an album? Widespread panic. That's why I listen to I it. feel like that's the meanest thing I can ever say about Tool, but at at, at times I feel like they're doing that. And that's the shittiest thing I could ever say about them. And well, I still love it. They, I mean, that's something special. Because we're like, we were talking about some of the differences in studio album versus live performances earlier. And like some bands are better one, better the other. It's like, you really look at Tool and then, I mean, it's nothing like, Panic Studio stuff is great. Not to, disc, but it's like, uh, even them, I, I, I prefer their live stuff. Hit the Humbling River. Oh, man. My dad loved that song. Well, that was that was the whole album. Um, what are your thoughts? Okay, Finally, <coughs> uh, I, I've already. I guess this will be the third time I say it. Um, it's not a doesn't have any sing-alongs like the other albums. Um, if you're looking for another um, vicarious or sober, you're not going to find it. It's very evolved. And it is definitely an album to go into a wonderful shamanic trance. And uh, that's it. That, that, it's fantastic. It's definitely worth the money. Uh, as soon as, uh, probably tonight or as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm going to buy the actual album uh, or vinyl. I'm going to look and see if the vinyl, if they have a vinyl, it has all the artwork because I want to get the artwork. I want it to be in here. I want it to be in my chest over there. So. I, absolutely. And I, the thing is, it might be the last Tool album. 
Dude, Danny Carey was talking like they were going to do another one and that he was wanting to do like an immediate turnaround. That's where the rest of the band was at, but I don't know if that's where Maynard's at, you know. Well, see, that has always bothered me. He called, you know, I know that they're Maynard's brothers and they always wonder, and the, but there needs to be a connection for a band to really work. I mean a connection. Uh, and it sounds Maynard like was saying they weren't really even friends anymore. He said it, it, he said early on it was important for them to be friends and now it's just like they're four artists like you were saying earlier they come together and they lend their own shit to the the larger ideal that they are all allegiant to and loyal to and that idea of being tool. The thing is though you can hear that and when when a, I mean when a band truly isn't like brotherly or sisterly we got to give it to the ladies. What about uh, the other pronouns? Well, throw them in, man. There's a lot. I've drank way too much Red Bull right now to rem- to to not. Did your hands are going to get on fire, bro? The earlier you were doing this, and I was getting excited. That was my Carl like, off sling blade. Yeah. Okay, did okay. So two people mm-hmm. associated with Panic are in Sling Blade. Funnily enough, oh, uh, shit. Vic Chestnut. This dude who was in a wheelchair wrote some dark music. Panic plays a lot of his music. They were in a band with him called Brute. And then Colonel Bruce Hampton, who was in a band with Jimmy Herring up there at the top corner of the room. He's Panic's guitar player. I swear to God, we have got some serious ADHD going on every time we talk. Dude, have you been liking looking at the tapestries over here? Dude, they, they keep saying shamanic. Look at that shaman. I know. Right we're there. surrounded by it. Yeah. Uh, we're in the Axis Mundi right now. Look That's at this stuff. That's a puzzle over there under the TV. We put right, together. yeah, I know. <sighs> yeah. I like that one. And I've still got some stuff to do. That's not I've, good enough. I've got, uh, dude, I probably have 20 prints I don't have hung up. I'm just putting them in the music room. We'll wrap it up, and I'll uh, take you check out the Les Paul and uh, check out the music I'm room. I'm excited. It's, it's taking a few leaps forward since you've been back over. But uh, what's probably going to happen is, I mean, I'm planning on keeping this studio here at the house at least until... Um, I don't know if we're going to make this the nursery or the one across the way, but once Corey and I have our first kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get much more stuff going on at the gym. I mean, I'm literally appropriating a space with its own entrance, Life Unraveled Studios, plan on making that a permanent spot to crank out audio, video, podcast stuff for the gym, for this podcast. And when we move to the new location, we're getting a new website, and I'm going to go uh, – I'm creating a couple pages for the podcast. So I don't have a website so for the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on Podbean. It's hosted. It's on iTunes. It's on yeah, YouTube, it's everywhere. It's on it's Stitcher. Fantastic. But I need to go ahead and make a website and start getting some more of my um, intellectual property and digital content out on the interwebs. So I've got a teenage son, and you've got a fourteen-year-old, and you're about to have your first kid. And I'm about to have my. I'm gonna. You know, you're trying to have your first kid. I'm trying to have my second kid. So we're both about to have some kids. You know. Uh, Good spirits willing here. I have a serious question. What are we going to do if one of them's a ginger? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, Genghis <laughs> Khan was a ginger. Case closed. Whoa. Yeah. You never hear I was, him talk I, about that. I was like at the gym last night. Somebody said something about being redheaded. And I was like, man, was it Genghis Khan or Jesus I was hearing was redheaded? <laughs> and I was like, I can't remember. I was like, I don't think it was Jesus, but. They said uh, it was somebody uh, just as popular. <laughs> like, said he had hair like sheep's wool. Like uh, Genghis Khan? Sheep. No, um, Jesus. Yeah. Skin of copper, hair like sheep's wool. They said... Um, so like, was he like... Mah. 
of <laughs> Genghis Khan one account by like a Persian yeah. historian, I think it was. Or you're blowing my mind. With was that. Uh, I didn't he was know green that. hair? Or green, green, green eyes, red hair. Green eyes, red hair, and had a, a big bushy beard. That's it would have made about. more sense if you just said green hair and red eyes, because I, I can see that it's like an orc. But damn, World of Warcraft's like the number one game. Like I saw now, this fu- funny uh, meme the other day. It was like this is going on, that's going on, this is going on, that's going on. Welcome back to the middle nineties. Or you the know, late 90s, uh, yeah, or early 2000s. It's crazy. I just early 2000s, yeah. yeah. That game came out in 2004. It was real popular, and then it you know, went to hell with uh, its last expansion and then the new one. It, it's classic. It's gone back to its classic vanilla form. I haven't, I haven't tried that because um, that's a big time sink. Yeah. Man, I don't game a whole lot uh, anymore either. Uh, like, just vintage games. Like, if you wanted to... Uh, you know, play a little quick game, a 007 GoldenEye or something like that. You know, The only modern game I play is The Witcher 3. What um, do you have, PS4, PS4 Xbox? PS4, yeah, yeah. My, my son's Cora, PS4. Cora's probably getting a PS4. She, but again, she just wants to play like old-ass PS2 games and shit. The PS, PS5 will be out like pretty soon i would uh, if you i might think about waiting because it'll be backwards compatible and have all the old stuff yeah but i'll tell you right now man oh yeah because they're about to make they're about to come out with the remake of final fantasy 7 which came out like when i was in sixth grade talk about vintage but it's a remake it's all moderned out but anyways um i'm obsessed with the witcher i read the books and they're about to do the new netflix show henry cavill left all that superman shit behind he's gonna be the main character in the witcher he's a total geek from the last Superman series? Yeah, the newest one. Okay, yeah. I liked him as Superman, actually. Like the Kevin yeah. Costner one. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah. Um, they asked him, and he was like, fuck yeah, I've played through that game like three times, and that game is not something you easily play through three times. It's a it's a commitment. Yeah. So, pretty good shit. Pretty good shit. Best game I've ever played. Yeah, the, it's... Um what was something funny somebody was saying the other day? Oh, okay, yeah, here's this funny, this funny one for you. That Avatar is just Fern Gully for adults. Um, one of my friends said it was just Pocahontas for adults. Maybe they're I all mean, the same. I really like that raccoon in Pocahontas. Yeah, I married a girl that had a really similar name. Makes me wonder how much I like that raccoon. <laughs> what was the raccoon's name? I forgot. Miko. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Everywhere man. anybody goes, she's like, my name is, my name is Miyako. And they're like, oh, like the rat game, Pocahontas. You know, as soon as That's I saw... Son's mom, man. I saw a chiropractor the other day, and he was like, Brian Wilson for the Beach Boys. I was like, yeah, I never heard that before, dude. First time. It's like, in twos, I can't buy, like, a good domain. Like, all of all of the domains with my name, they're like, are you trying to rip off the dude from the Beach Boys? Like, yeah. I can't make a Facebook page with my name in it. He's got that on lockdown. Son of a so, bitch. And I'm sure it'll be that way with his estate long after he's passed away. Oh, man. And that dude's connected to, like, Charlie Manson, dude. I'm a nice guy. Charlie Manson's got some balling-ass music, though. Dude, have you seen, um, like, him uh, dancing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love his music. I, I hate even admitting that, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, of course, people know how much I love horrific shit. I love Charlie Manson's music. Watch this real Scares quick. the hell out on of me. The, uh, on the tube up here. Now we're talking about Charlie Manson. What is this? 666,000 views. Is this the face he does? I'm nobody? Have you seen that? I have seen that. This is better. Nobody. It's about to drop. 
Tell me somebody's put put some music to this. Yes, they have. This lady. Man. <laughs> Just dial it back in here. Okay. Dialing it back in. Me. There's some really funny ones, like some really funny I'll, beats and stuff they put it to. You know, the thing is, like, he really has got a good pop and lock rave dance, you know. Like, he just recently died, right? Didn't he, didn't he die? I'm, you know, my old ass is thinking about, check it out. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I'm thinking about Tony Alamo recently died. Uh, Remember Tony Alamo? Tony Alamo. Died November yeah. 19th, 2017, two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, yeah. my God. See, no, I, I don't know. Tony Alamo? Tony Alamo. I don't know. Let me put, let me look that. Oh man, you could you talk about a deep dive. We could uh, grab that rabbit by the ears and never come creatures out. Creatures whose apocalyptic menace grew into a multi-million dollar network of businesses and property before he was convicted in Arkansas of sexually abusing. Oh, dude, we he used to sell jackets. He sold jackets like these jean jackets with all this bedazzle shit on them, and. He had his wife in a clear sarcophagus. He died the same year as uh, Manson. Okay. In prison, 82 years old. I know exactly where his, one of his, um, it was like a, not a bunker, what do they call it? Compound. Mm -hmm. It's in like Alma. And you can see it from the interstate. Every time I pass by. It's not that thing with the cross, is it? No, it's up on the, no, not that. It's uh, when you're coming back from Alma towards, you know, heading towards Clarksville, it's up on the left, and it's this long building, mostly grown up now. You used to be able to see it really well. It's like this red brick long building. It might be wood, actually, but it's reddish, reddish colored, you know, reddish orange. It's long. He had his wife in a sarcophagus, like a clear one, like a coffee table looking thing, right? And he had a team of people he used to try to pray her to resurrect. They, they were like, uh, no, you got to get her out this house, Tony. And, um, the, and then he, he went, had, we went and had his people break her out. And everything, and it was serious shit. He he was um, child molestation allegations. He had child molestation allegations mm-hmm. r- against him that he would take. Uh, he had child um, sex and molestation allegations against him from other states. He would like child trafficking from uh, from other states and stuff. He was a bad piece of shit, horrible. But um, good old Arkansas man. He would you could actually join his cult. They didn't call it cult called it a church, but uh, and they, would, they would make jackets, but you would have to surrender all your earthly goods to the compound. They would sell them. They'd make money, do whatever they had to do, I guess, and then you would live there at the compound. That was your fee. That's a lot of places get set up like that. It's wild. There's a couple of people that have been in what they say are cults. One of these people is only a Jehovah's Witness, but I, I want to get some people on the podcast that are kind of have had some experience with cults. I think it'd be... Can you get... Uh, an actual person in a cult? Uh, I, you only usually get people that have dissented and left. Wouldn't it be amazing, though? Yeah, it would. It would. I mean, I, I want to... I get to sit down and talk with a lot of professors on the podcast. like. But I, I want to talk with, like... Oh, dude, I'll tell you, like, today, i got to finish uh, listen to it later, but uh, Joe Rogan had Dan Aykroyd on, who's actually a, fi- a high-functioning autistic yeah, person. Yeah, he is, yeah. But that podcast was blowing my mind. I, they, like they, all they talked about is aliens, and Dan Aykroyd is like a, a like hardcore blind faith believer. He's like, why would that guy lie? 
Why would this person lie? Mm-hmm. Why would that person lie? He also has webbed feet. I seems like I heard that. He he talks about like Duke, riding ghost web. You gotta you gotta you gotta listen. I can't to wait that to too. watch that. Yeah, it's good. I it's saw good. the. Pen. I shared it on uh on the podcast. I saw right the, the quote you put on there. It was Pendulette. The uh, that was good. Oh my god, so good. I saw the Pendulette podcast too. Yeah, uh, Joe was like, I gotta get you in front of Pendulette over here. Like, it was funny. So uh, I sent you a the audio recording from those lyrics. Those tool lyrics, yeah, you had sent me. That's the actual audio recording. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing that because yes, uh, that was wild. Yeah, I was horrifying. I went, Gave me chills. You know who? You know who brought that to my attention? Mike Page. I love. I Mike. gotta have him love on you, the Mike. podcast, man. I love you, Mike. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna come on. Uh, we just gotta schedule a time here in the next few weeks. I'm gonna get him on. Um, so special guy. He's going to. We're gonna have some sort of special seminar or something when we go to. Get in the new location. He's gonna come down and do something. Probably like him and Nate. So that's good, man. Too. Yeah. Well, right on, dude. Well, let's wrap this up. I'm gonna run by the gym for a few minutes before Open Mat closes down. I had one of my guys hit me up, so make sure nobody's dead over there punching each other in the brain too hard. You can but, do that, dude. Uh, I think uh, numerous numerous times on the podcast. Obviously, we'll have you back on. That's why I do shit like this. So I can sit down with people like you and. Have conversations like these. I hope we can have a, uh, or you hope you book a really controversial guest, and I want to help you c- question them. Uh, yes, I love creepy stuff, so let's do that. I would love that. Maybe yeah. that that'd be a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, Two. Uh, also, man, I would like to do uh, album reviews of all the Tool albums. So uh, uh, yeah, we I'll, could plan. Like anything. we don't have to. Like I like this review in the first one, but I would like. Yeah, I mean, we've done Maynard podcast and the Perfect Circle podcast and. Uh, I think it'd be cool to uh, loop back and, you know, review a couple. Like, we could do a couple albums. Halloween's coming. And you had mentioned that a certain somebody that you happen to be married to is into some Freddy. Yeah, big time, dude. So, I mean, I'm a horror, f- horror freak, so. Another yeah. idea, just popping yeah, yeah, them out there for sure. For oh, Core would love that. Okay, <laughs> we we could we could I would be down to to do a original podcast. Like we need to come up with like a not a gimmick but like a shtick. You know how Joe Rogan does the fight uh, companions. Yeah. I want to do like movie companions, but a lot of people don't want to sit in here and watch a whole film. But we need to do something like where through, where yeah. we um, where we add something to it yeah. other than just getting super fucked up and drinking yeah. um, where we add something to it that makes it uh, yeah you can you can do that just like whether we're building Legos or make yeah. it, make something out of it more than just a passive because you know there's multiple ways you could watch a movie then you could come into a podcast about it I find yeah. because that's a double time commitment people don't want to do that's why I hadn't I, I want to do the the wide uh, spread album review or concert reviews but getting the other people who went to the concert they're like yeah I already spent like days of my life on that like 5 days of my life watching mm-hmm. those shows and I'm like yeah we got to talk about it you know but it it's so then it's just the time of like yeah well we moved on don't want to spend time talking about it still or then you just do it at the same time I'm trying to. I've never done a podcast like right after a show, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of slacking off, uh, focusedly and intentionally on just not like what you're saying. I'm just not interested in going to a lot of concerts right now. Yeah. I've been, dude. I've been traveling so much over the last ten years. I'm just 
fucking wore out, yeah. man. And well, and just kind of sitting it, back bro. and reevaluating <laughs> and true. just being like, I just built all this shit. I got my first house. Uh, we're about to double the size of our business. Yeah. Uh, I'm teaching history, doing everything I ever wanted to do, and I'm just going to enjoy that. Well, now's the time to do it. What do they yeah. call it? The salad days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're well, right on, dude. We're going to wrap it up, man. Thanks for coming on. Music My Unraveled. Pleasure. I'll Tool be here anytime. Album review. We'll see you next time, man. Thank you.